And we are. Hey, welcome back. It is the Pat Miller Program here on this Tuesday. Let's do this. Let's go to the Newsmaker Line. And as we always like to do this time of the week, at this time of day, we go to Washington, D.C. He is the White House correspondent for Real Clear Politics. It's Philip Wegman. Philip, good afternoon to you, my friend. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me, Pat. As always, love to have you. So tomorrow is, depending upon your position, it's the debate. A big debate. Not a big debate. A debate that's very important, not so important. I mean, what's your take? Does Donald Trump, by not participating in this debate, um, because there'd be some, for example, going back, well, far enough that you would remember because you were too young, whippersnapper. But um, but uh, when we had uh, Congressman Souter, Mark Souter here, he would take the position that Donald Trump is taking now. If I have a lead this big. Why would I put it at risk to be on a stage with some of the also-rans? That's basically his take. Uh, This is asking a whole lot of you. What's your take? Do you think think he ought to be there, or do you think this is pretty smart politicking? So from my perspective, my bias is always towards more information, and I'd like to see the former president defend his record against the competition because – that makes it easier for me to write a story for the morning. Um, (laughs) But the truth is, I think that uh, the Trump campaign, they're looking at the poll numbers, they're looking at the situation right now, and the former president realizes that unless something changes, he can continue to focus on his legal troubles, he can continue to focus on what he sees as persecution from the Department of Justice. Right. And there's nothing that the competition can do to catch him. Right now, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis is behind Trump by more than 30 points. And the Florida governor was up until recently seen as the most viable uh, competitor to Trump. So um, unless something changes, it seems very possible that Trump sits out this debate and doesn't lose any standing in the polls. I mean, a month ago, five weeks ago, it really looked like the good ship DeSantis was actually going to buoy to the top, that he was going to just keep rising and rising and rising, and then he and and Trump would almost be going head-to-head at the top. That's never quite panned out. It hasn't panned out, and instead what's happened is you see DeSantis trying to hold on to his second place status here, fend off some of the uh, the other competitors. And it's sort of a Ron DeSantis versus the world situation where not only does he have to take incoming fire from Donald Trump, but at a moment when the rest of the field doesn't want to attack Trump, that they are also going after um, DeSantis. And more money has been spent in attack ads against him than anyone else. But the thing is, he knew that it was going to be really difficult to overcome the the former president. Um, He knew that it was going to require an almost perfect effort. And from the beginning, uh, his campaign has been marred by glitches, gaffes, and really muddled messaging. So it's an uphill battle um, just for him to hold on to that second place status. Right now, DeSantis is focusing on fending off Vivek Ramaswamy, right. who, you know, no one took seriously up right. until, you know, a few weeks ago. Well, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy actually reminds me more of Trump in 16 than anybody else in the field. Um, 
d- d- not holding office. Um, he is a businessman, uh, success out of nothing. Uh, you know, the, he got into the business because of of mom and dad, and it basically is a self-made man. There's a lot of corollaries there to what it was we knew of Trump back in the day. I mean, because when Trump first started running, all that we knew was his TV show, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you're fired, right? That's all we knew. Um, and then the more he talked, people are like, man, this guy's fiery. This guy sounds like the way we talk around our Thanksgiving table. You know, he likes the same stuff we like. Uh, I'm not really sure how all this pans out. What is your take, Philip? And I'm leaning on you a lot today. Mm -hmm. Um, What what is your take on the legal difficulties for Donald Trump? Are they really difficulties of that magnitude? Is there anything that you hear right now that could actually dethrone him and make it to where it would make no sense for him to try to run for office. You know, the former president said that he was one indictment away from the nomination. He was clearly tapping into that sentiment that, um, you know, the more he is persecuted uh, in his followers' minds, the, the more likely they are to rally to him. And we've seen that dynamic really define the race thus far. We're not talking about issues or policy debates. Instead, uh, the big disagreement in the party right now among Republicans seems to be, you know, do you think that it was right for him to be indicted or, you know, was it wrong? It's almost as if no one is debating um, Trump's conduct. Instead, they are fast forwarding to the consequences of it. And you have a lot of these candidates who are hung up on the question of, you know, was it right for the DOJ um, to indict him? You know, was the, uh, you know, Georgia attorney, did, did she go too far? And they haven't found a, a, an answer on this. They, they've tried to thread the needle. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not certain if uh, anything will change in, in Milwaukee. Uh, my suspicion is that at some point, some of these candidates are going to start being a lot more aggressive. Uh, but as of now, uh, Trump has a pretty commanding lead, and it's the kind of lead that we have never seen right. um, any challenger overcome. Yeah, it's 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 a pretty stiff lead. Um, so l- let me ask you: Do you think that when we see them take the stage tomorrow night, and they're depending upon who you listen to, uh, you know, Rona McDaniel and others, there could be six up there, there could be eight up there, there might be nine up there. We don't really know now, uh, but however many there are that are there. I heard her this morning still saying she's holding up hope that even Donald Trump will show up. Well, you could let that go, I think. Um, but I, I think I think it's pretty certain he's not going to be there. But that having been said, if in fact it's everybody but Trump on the platform, at what point do they stop going after Trump who's not there? And I'm not saying that they're afraid of him or anything like that. It's just there's almost no reason to go after Trump if he's not there, because you need to promote yourself and and debate with others up there that some people might say, well, you're Mike Pence and you're you're awful lot like Senator Scott, and so maybe we need to differentiate between you two and all that. I think for them to go on the platform and to start taking shots at Donald Trump plays right into his wheelhouse. And we will see some candidates use that dynamic to their own advantage. Um, there was a leaked memo from a super PAC that was uh, in support of Ron DeSantis 
And the strategy from that memo, uh, if the candidate follows it, is to sort of defend Trump and say, look, he's not here. Let him defend himself. Let's move on. I would expect uh, Ramaswamy, who, you know, has been you know more than supportive uh, of Donald Trump and who has um, hardly ever said a, a negative word about the former president to probably defend him. But um, these guys have to make an affirmative case for themselves. You're absolutely right. They can't just lob bombs at uh, Trump and they, they can't just, um, you know, go after Ron DeSantis. They have to make an affirmative case for themselves for why they should win the nomination, not just for, you know, why they're competing for second place. Do you think, and I've got a couple of articles here where it has not been the real habit over the last century that other candidates from a presidential platform end up becoming the running mates. It just doesn't happen that much. Um, do you think this is a time where where the number two for, for President Trump could actually be on the stage tomorrow night? So it could be. Trump kind of hinted at that and said that he would be watching the debate to scout for a running mate. We know that uh, DeSantis doesn't qualify, certainly because of some of the barbs that the two men have traded back sure. and forth, but also um, because he's a resident of Florida and right. both of them cannot be on the ticket together. Correct. I'm not certain what the, the former president's going to do. Um, you know, he he pays attention to the rhetoric of his opponents, and maybe he sees some of these competitors uh, criticize him too much, and that's a bridge too far for him. Um, but uh, yeah, I think even the fact that we're having a conversation about how about who Trump might pick as his number two is pretty telling, because um, you know at this point where we're having conversations about uh, you know who. Uh, Biden would pick as his VP or, or who Bernie Sanders would pick as his VP. Uh, um, th- that sort of thing was pretty premature in yeah. 2020 in the Democratic primary. Um, but we're in a whole different ballgame now. Do you think that there's any chance? I don't think there is. Do you think there's any chance that with regard to whatever is said or not said in the debate tomorrow night, that Trump will then go to a rally in the next day or two somewhere in the, in the country and try to answer all of them and start calling them names and you know you know uh, you know his mother wears combat boots and all that kind of thing uh, you know and just just really go after it. I think it would be really really something if somehow Donald Trump would find a way to rise above. I think that he would get the attention of some people who are standing ready to write him off again. I think if they saw something different out of Trump. I think that might be incredible. I don't know if he can do it or not. I'm curious to see what he says to Tucker Carlson in their interview, which is going to be on Twitter. And I want to see what kind of audience um, Trump and Tucker bring in versus uh, what Fox News and the rest of the field are able to um, to bring in as well. I think that'll be really telling. Uh, you know, it's not in trump's character to let insults slide so um you know maybe he does something that surprises all of us and ignores some of the uh attacks and doesn't offer rebuttals but uh, at this point i'm just not sure um you know i'm not sure what his play is next i tell you what let's do this if it works out for you it works out for me uh let's see if we can shoehorn a, a way to get you on for about 10 minutes on thursday 
and and you and I, me, me with my with my sapling thoughts, and you with your brilliance, we'll try to figure out what it is that happened at the debate stage. Can we try to do that? That's perfect. Let's make it happen. As always, Philip Wegman from Real Clear Politics. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, sir. Yeah, we'll see you the next time, which sounds like it's going to be Thursday. Podcasts by Federated Media.